Are you an aspiring restaurateur ready to catapult your bistro into a global phenomenon? Join me as I unravel stories from inspirational entrepreneurs, gain insider secrets from successful business tycoons and passionate connoisseurs themselves. This is Angela Sudi and you are listening to Elite Mastery. Listen to new episodes released every week exclusively on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Angela Sudi and I am so excited today to introduce Teresa de Toit. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> de Toit. De Toit, de Toit, such a beautiful the name. The French would say de Toit. Oh, de Toit, de Toit, okay. Um, so Teresa is, uh, she's such, you are such an inspiring lady. We met, I think, Thank seven, you, eight years ago in the corporate world, yeah. um, in the lobby of a very well-known hotel, which you were sales and marketing manager at, at the time. And um, you know, I've sort of followed you through your journey to where you are now. And there's been a lot of adversity you know, in this journey that I find so inspiring. And it just doesn't matter what life throws at you, you always have a smile on your face. You always look for the positive, And I find that so inspiring. So I would love for you just to share a little bit about your story. Um, you know, where you started, what made you decide to branch into the world of entrepreneurship and where you are today. Mm. Angie, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me this it's morning. I am so happy to be here with you and sit across the table with you and just to be able to talk and share. Yes, I, um, I've always loved life. I've always had this motto in my life that you should celebrate life despite what happens in life. And what happened to me was that I was gloriously happily married 30 30 years with uh, my sweetheart from university. We had three kids and um, he died of tongue cancer, which was very devastating. I never knew you could have that happen to you. And um, so I took a year out after he passed away just to go through the whole grieving and mourning process because I believe you've got to work through emotions. You can't just sail through something or keep yourself busy and and hope you forget about the negative emotions because it comes back and it hits you somewhere along the line. And so I took a year out just mourning, grieving, working through everything. And uh, excuse me, a year later, I really felt like This was it. I felt my heart was completely healed and I carried on with life. And then I decided at one point that I wanted to move out of South Africa and I decided to move to Dubai because at the time my daughter was crew with Emirates. Mm -hmm. She was here. But I also liked the fact that Dubai was crime free and tax free at the time. (laughs) That's a big part. (laughs) And for South Africans, those are two very important things. So I moved across here. I literally got got sold everything that I had, put the rest in the storage in Neisner and um, came across and started a whole new adventure here. I started off in real estate, which was so different to what it was in South Africa, and always loved hospitality, mm-hmm. then got into hospitality and loved that. And then um, I met a beautiful guy. We were so in love, we, and you know the story about mm-hmm. how we met. But I met this guy and we got married and we thought, okay, fantastic, 20 years we, we're hoping to have together. And it was really amazing because he'd been divorced twice and he said to me, one of the things he said right at the beginning was, you know, one thing is for sure, I never ever want to get married again. And I said, I want to meet somebody I want to marry because I love marriage and I love to love somebody. And he said, good for you, but it's not for me. And I said, that's cool. I understand where you're coming from. But anyway, um, he fell in love. And I remember, sorry to interrupt, but I remember because during that time, we would have these conversations where you would say, you know, I've met what I consider to be my soulmate. 
and I want to go to the next level, but he's mm. just, um, I don't want to go there. And we would, we would debate, okay, should we carry on with this relationship or should we step back? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then a couple of weeks later, he professed his love to me mm-hmm. and um, we got married. You were at the wedding and so was Lise. Yes. And um, every day he would say to me, I never knew that marriage could be so fantastic. And it was a wonderful time we had together, but it was also very short-lived, unfortunately. Um, he went quad biking one morning with a dear friend and I kissed him goodbye, helped him load the trailer to the car. And as he drove up the ramp in our building, I saw his profile and I thought... There goes my sexy husband, not knowing that he would never come back alive again. I would never see him alive again. And then I got a phone call to say that something had happened in the desert and he had passed away. And my heart shattered into a million pieces right there and then. And it was really such a a trauma for me because we were so incredibly happy. And um, it was really, I felt like, you know, if you take a mirror and you throw it onto the floor and it breaks into a million pieces. Mm. That's how my heart felt. And um, I took a year out again as well to just mourn and Mm. grieve and go through all the process of dealing with the pain. And sometimes people would say to me, don't you think you should keep yourself busy just to forget about everything? And I would say no, Mm. because you need to work through 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 the... the, the trauma, you've got to work through the emotions, you've got to work through everything. And I'm not a believer in taking any pills or any um, chemical in, um, things for to, to, to ease your emotions. Pain. No, you've, you've have to, you have to, have to, have to deal with the pain so that you can come out whole on the other side. And then you're free from all those things. And you, you've set yourself on a, good, on a good field because if you keep cropping up these emotions and storing them and harboring them, um, it comes out as serious diseases later mm. on. Agree. So I took a time out, took time out for a year. And in that year, the year thereafter, I started feeling, I've got stuff on the inside. It's like I felt, I think I told you in one time, I felt like a pregnant woman. I was pregnant right. with something and I didn't know what it was. Mm. And I didn't know what platform I would have to, to share whatever it is. But I knew there was something here. And then out of the blue, a friend of my daughter, who's a wedding photographer at the time in Dubai, she called me and she said, listen, I have a business proposition. I thought, what could that be? And she said, I know you love marriage and you love love and you love public speaking. I think you would make a fantastic wedding celebrant. So my first words were, what is a celebrant? celebrant? Which is what I asked you. I'd never heard of that before. Me neither. (laughs) So she proceeded to tell me, she said, please, please, please promise me you'll consider this. I said, okay, let me go Google it, which I did. Everybody Googles everything. (laughs) So I Googled it and I discovered, but there's a big world out there that knows about wedding celebrants. Mm. And the more I read, the more I realized this is perfect for me because I love marriage and I love love. Mm. And so the more I read, the more it just resonated with my heart and I knew this was it. And, um, and then I, I looked at wedding celebrants at their websites and everything. And I found there were so many of them saying things like, I can create a bespoke ceremony for you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, if I was to get married and I'm looking for a celebrant, I want somebody who's got passion and excitement and enthusiasm. It's got to hop off the pages. Absolutely. Because that's the one that I would want to have. And, um, and so that's where my beautiful friend Angie, <laughs> you guys came along and then you designed we my website. Yeah. And I was so excited about this. And I, I wrote all the content you did. because I wanted it to reflect me. 
I wanted people when they when they go onto my site that they must feel I know this woman you know we feel her passion we feel her enthusiasm and it was on the 25th of September 2017 Wow. That my website went live. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazingly amazing. So it's wow. coming up for a birthday not long from now. And I remember my very first ceremony that I did was at the farm. And I couldn't contain my excitement. I was waiting <laughs> and waiting for the bride to arrive. I couldn't wait to start. And it was just so wonderful. It just flowed. And I know this is, this is my calling because I love... I love love and I love marriage. And because I've had two fantastic marriages, what I, imp what, what I want to impart to my couples is that I want to equip them to be able to build beautiful marriages so that they're even more in love 20, 30, 40 years down the line. So that when they look at the, each other, he thinks, oh, my sexy, gorgeous wife. And she looks at him and she says, oh, my handsome hunk. Uh -huh. They must be more in love than they were on their wedding day. Which is very rare. It is very rare. You know, we get yeah. you know, we get bogged down with life and yeah. kids and business and, you know, this this passion. I remember we had a conversation about this years ago. And I have to thank you for this because you've helped me with my parenting. Yeah. Because I remember you saying to me, you know, one of the things that I do when people get married, they're so caught up in the drug of their passion mm. and the love for each other. But as time goes by, maybe you realize that actually when you face adversity, you didn't have the tools to help mm. you to get through those problems. Mm. And I know that you give every couple that you marry, you give them the book, The Love Languages. Yes, I do. And again, I'd like to talk about that because I, I read that book. And when I read the book, one, it helped me to understand my own relationship with my husband. But secondly, there's also love languages for kids, That's for children. Correct. Yeah. So I, I, I got a copy of this on yeah. your recommendation and I read and, and it just turned my entire parenting around because I realized that I was loving my kids in the way that makes me feel loved. Exactly. But they didn't feel exactly, that. Exactly. So how, how has that helped like couples that you've married now moving, you know, forward two, three, four years? Are they following this methodology? Are they do they embrace this like this science? I have to tell you is that all the couples that I've given the book to on their wedding day, the feedback that I get is really fantastic because it, the, the, most of them say that it's opened up a whole new world to them. Most of them are not aware of the love languages, you know. Who is, really? And we don't learn that in Exactly. And the thing is, that is key because if you don't understand your spouse's love language, you will love him or her the way that you want to feel loved. And then so you have all of these conflicts that arise which uh, can lead to a very damaging relationship in the end. But if you understand your spouse's love language, then it's so much easier. It removes so much of possible conflict and issues. And so it gives you great wisdom. And then both parties are glowing. You know, if you look at a couple, you can see if they're happy. Whenever I'm in a, in a group, Mm -hmm. where there's couples I like to watch them because I watch you the psychoanalyze yeah I, I look at, I look at the interaction that they have I mean do they sit together do they lean into each other you know does he touch her does she touch him mm -hmm. do their eyes you know connect or does he sh sit there on one chair and she's over there and it's like two strangers, strangers. Mm -hmm. you know and then I can t I say to myself there's trouble in paradise yes yeah because if you if you into each other it shows you know because you you, you automatically lead into one another you your whole body says i love being with you mm -hmm. i love looking at you i love sitting next to you i love talking to you 
Because this is what life is all about in the end. It's true. So let's talk about those love languages then. Because yes. there are five. Yes. Five fundamental love languages. Yeah. And if you haven't read this book, then, then read it. Because I don't think it only applies to your spouse. It applies to your children, to yeah. your parents, to your mm. best friends, even to your work colleagues. You know, That's how do so we feel true. appreciated as yeah. human beings? Yeah. And it comes down to, do we feel loved and do we feel valued? Yeah. So would you share those five? Yeah, yeah, with pleasure. They're, they're five love languages. The first one is um, touch. Mm -hmm. Okay, and people tend to think that it's, it's sex, but it's not only sex. It's about the stroking of an arm, just putting your hand on the shoulder. It's the physical touch. Um, so, so, and that's a very easy one because um, it doesn't it doesn't involve a lot, but it's important for the person whose love language that is. So it's physical touch. Then it is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation that tells the person, "I love you. I think you're amazing. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. Geez, you're so smart at this." Words of affirmation mm -hmm. fills up the love tank of the other person. Um, gifts. Uh -huh. Not everyone's love language is gifts. And often you find the guy will say, but I buy you all these things and it's not her love language. Uh -huh. What is her love language? If you give her that, True. then she's going to know that you really, really love her. The other one is quality time, where you just spend time together with that person. That person loves just being with you. It might be you sitting on the couch, you know, leaning into each other, watching a movie, walking along the beach, just being together, giving your time. This is my person. this is my son's that my oldest son who's thirteen oh, really? now. Quality time. And I didn't understand that until I read the book because yeah. one of the things I'm very tactile, so my love language is to be tactile. Yeah. So I'm always hugging and kissing and very affectionate with my kids. And Kyan would say to me, he'd say, Mummy, come and sit next to me and watch me play Minecraft and give me watching power. Now, okay. for me to sit there and watch Minecraft for 30 minutes, I'd rather pull out my own eyeballs. I mean, it's just, there's no stimulation for me on computer games. Yeah. So I'd, I'd sit with him and I'd be on my phone and he'd say, but, but, you, but you're not watching me. And I, before I understood this love language, I used to get irritated. Mm. And I'd say, but let's do something together. And he's, no, but I want you just to give me watching. Watching power was his phrase. Yeah. And if he listens to this, he'll smile. Because now we laugh about it. So, yeah. Do you remember when we used to say watching power? So, and I understood when I read that book that it was about, he's about time. Mm. I can hug him and kiss him all day, but if I don't sit with him and watch what he's doing, mm. then we miscommunicate. Exactly. He doesn't feel loved. Yeah, absolutely. And then the fifth one is um, action or deeds of action, doing something for somebody. And when I was married to Philip, my first husband, it took me donkey's years to find out, to realize what his love language was. His one was um, action, you know, doing something. Interesting. And I couldn't understand. So I would go to town, for instance, and say, can you pick up something for me? And of course I would say, of course I will, my darling. And then I'd get sidetracked and I'd forget oh. and I'd get home and he'd say, did you do that? And I'd say, oh, shit, but I forgot. And he would get very upset and I thought, He's overreacting. What's Why wrong is with this? Him? Until I realized it's his love language. Interesting. And so that changed everything. So it made me realize that I have to remember those things. So on a subconscious point of view, he's thinking she doesn't care. Yes. She doesn't think about yeah. me. She's not interested. Yeah. Uh. And, and I love this man. I mean, I absolutely adored him. But it was such a, a, a revelation to discover the five love languages. And it makes a vast difference. 
in any relationship and as you say with with kids as well and i think every parent should actually read the by the book for for the kids and as you also said so rightly angie even in a work situation mm. understanding what are your colleagues life like love language because then if everybody knows or if you know the person that you're dealing with or often it makes everything so much easier you know and then i of think course. the chance of irritations and irritabilities and you know negative influences and negative emotions i think that will be phased out i i agree and we you know we do a lot of personality profiling here in mm -hmm. the office you know we look at the different personality traits the reds the greens the mm -hmm. blues you know to try to communicate better with the team so yeah. if i speak to you in this way mm. it has this effect either it resonates with you and you do it with mm. you know with happiness or it upsets you and you take offense and i think you know but that's very sort of by the book if you combine the two together because really all people want to feel is appreciated they want to feel heard mm. they want to feel appreciated mm. and they you know they want that recognition that yes you are good yeah. enough yeah. and most of that unfortunately comes our primitive years as children mm. so what lessons were we taught by our parents mm. exactly were they engaged were they not mm. engaged mm. you know and i think that really subconsciously mm. we're so governed by how we were raised by either our caregivers or our parents mm. or our teachers that's very true angie um they say that the, the, they've, pro they've proved it scientifically um from the last trimester of uh, pregnancy up until the first seven years of a child's um, life mm -hmm. is that the, the, the brainwaves of a child is in theta brainwave state which means it's the subconscious mind that's acting like a sponge so everything the child hears gets absorbed like you would put a sponge in this glass of water everything gets Sucks absorbed mm -hmm. so what they hear what they experience what they see that gets laid down in their subconscious mind that becomes the foundation mm -hmm. for the way they look at life the way they look at themselves and um, and that is very crucial. I now have a little granddaughter. Oh, She'll be a year next month. Thank and you. she's beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> and I'm going to go down and be there for her birthday. But looking at her, I see perfection. I see joy, happiness. Innocence. Um, if, if she feels safe and secure, content, all the beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And I look at her and I realize that is how we are supposed to be throughout our lives yes. but the way we were brought up I was brought up in a very dysfunctional home okay. um, never heard the words from any of my parents that I love you none of us oh, we were uh, six okay. siblings six uh, daughters and and when I talk about these things I don't have any anger or resentment or anything I realized that my parents came from a generation where nobody spoke about the emotions mm -hmm. so they would bottle things up and then they would you know release it onto the kids so I grew up never feeling worthy, uh, never feeling loved, um, never being told that you're amazing, wonderful, beautiful, you can do anything, none of that stuff. So what happened was that I went to university in my first year, and do you know that my, my self-image was so low mm. that at times I wouldn't go to class. I would stay in my room because I, I would think if I step out onto the campus today, people are going to say, hey, what's that dumb blonde doing here? Because I had long blonde hair. And I, it was like I was captured by that, and I didn't know how to get over it. But two things happened. I became a drum major in my first year. You can only be, it can only be 35 <laughs> in a squad. I was one of the 35, which immediately helped me. Your confidence. Yeah, it boosted my confidence. And then the following year, I became one of the leaders, walking in the front, you know, with wow. a baton and everything. And I then did a modeling course. So all of that boosted my, my mm. confidence. But it's been an incredible journey all along my life because I can look back at my childhood 
and I have no regrets. I can look at the things that, that I went through and I can honor that because I know my parents did the best they, they could and what they With knew. With the tools they had. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so I can look back and in fact, on my birthday morning, I was sitting reflecting on my life and I was so grateful. My heart was absolutely flooded with so much gratitude for everything that I have gone through in my life. That included all the traumas, all the bad things, the heartaches and the everything, because out of every situation, there was beautiful stuff that I could take mm -hmm. and which I turned into wisdom because as I applied the lessons, it became wisdom. Not, it's no longer knowledge, but it's wisdom. Because as you apply what you've learned, that turns into wisdom. And so I've been on an amazing journey. The last five years have been phenomenal. But this is, and this is what I love about you. <laughs> this is why I love, you know, your, just your mindset, because it's all too easy to say, poor me, I'm the victim, mm. you know, it, it's bad, things don't go my way, mm. it's too difficult, it's too hard. And no matter what you've gone through, and I mean, we're just covering a short amount really of, you know, what, what you've had to face, but you, you never have that victim mentality. And I remember many times, you know, because we started our, our own business here, it was tough in the beginning, you know, and I'd, I'd look in my diary and I'd say, oh, I have a meeting with Therese this afternoon. And I knew that after that meeting with you, I'd be lifted. Really? And it's natural, you know, you, you do it without consciously being aware yeah. of it. And I think that's really one of your gifts. And you know, you talk about your childhood not having love as a child. You lost two, you know, great, amazing men mm. during your marriages. Yeah. And yet you still want to impart this love and this passion on other people. And that I think that's your quality. And actually in your bio it says celebrator of life. Yeah. And that just sums everything about who you are. And I think that's just so beautiful. Thank you, my darling. Thank you, mm. Angie. Thank you. You know, I do believe that no matter what we go through, there is we, we are supposed to be the captains of our own ship. We can either choose to be a victim, as you say, and look, at times, at times um, things can be very tough because it never, it, everything isn't always plain sailing. But I've also realized and learned over the past couple of years the importance of having the right mindset. Yeah. Because if you, and it's, it's different than, than just speaking positive things. You have to understand what is your subconscious mind. What are the belief systems mm -hmm. that you carry around with you? Because those are the things that determine your life. So if you have negative or self-sabotaging belief systems in your subconscious mind, you can have this wall covered with wonderful positive sayings and you can you know, you say them a hundred times a day. <laughs> Nothing mm -hmm. is going to change because this... The foundation is... is that is going to rule mm -hmm. because that is what drives you. Yes. And so once you you understand and recognize your self-sabotaging belief systems, you can change them. And that is an amazing process because then you realize there's a tremendous amount of power within us and you realize the importance of having the right mindset because you can control your thoughts. And as you control your thoughts, you're changing the biology of your mind. And you know what I've learned? And I love this. I have learned to fall in love with the unknown. Yes. I love the quantum yes. field. I love Dr. <laughs> Joe Dispenza's teachings about the quantum field. And every day and every evening, I go and stand on my balcony and I have this limitless view. <laughs> and the word limitless was dropped into my spirit about four years ago. So when I open the front door of my apartment, I look right through, right all the way through, and I see the whole of the Dubai skyline. And every time the word limitless comes into my mind. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I, I realized that we, we, we were created limitless. God has created us limitless. Um, he's put greatness and genius in every single person. Mm -hmm. We all have greatness and genius within us. It's either been dumbed down because of what we've gone through or our childhood or society, whatever the case is. But if you can understand, listen, there's this amazing dis within me and you can tap into that. Man, it opens up a whole new world. And so when you have the days we think, oh crap, how am I going to get through today? <laughs> it's like the old patterns want to pop in again. Then you can actually stop and you can say, okay, fine. I acknowledge I'm feeling a bit crap right now. I'm going to give it a few seconds. Okay, let's change it. So let's talk about, because that's, that sounds great. However, not however, that's the, the sort of wrong word, but that sounds wonderful. Let's look at things that you do, because let's look at practical things. Yep. So we say we can change it, but there are people out there that are listening saying, well, how? Because my thoughts are so strong. Mm. Um, you know, they're so overpowering. I don't know how to change that. Mm. So what tools and what methods do you use that help you to work through yeah. those times when maybe you're not feeling so positive? Yeah. Well, first of all, when a negative emotion, an old habit mm -hmm. of thinking wants to pop in because um, we get addicted to the old feelings because you, you, those old feelings of anxiety and fear and all of that stuff, you know how to sort of handle that because you go it's familiar. into... It's familiar. But unknowingly, we, we've become addicted to that. Okay. Um, so to change your mindset, it takes effort. And the effort is is to actually, okay, fine, I've got a negative thought that's coming back. It's the old pattern that I recognize. Okay, um, I now know that is not the truth anymore. It was my truth previously, but this is no longer my truth. So I'm casting that aside. So what is my truth now? My truth is I realize, and it's, it's, it's like a revelation um, within your spirit that you do know that you are truly amazing, that there's greatness and genius within you. Um, so what I like to do before I go to bed at night, I tend to walk out onto my balcony. I stick my arms in the air. My heart is absolutely flooded with so much gratitude because there's just so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, and, and sometimes we tend to think gratitude is for all the big stuff, but it's not. It's the fact that I can step outside and I can breathe. Yeah. Right. We're during these COVID times. Yeah. Especially, exactly. you know, I can take a breath. Yeah. I can breathe. I'm alive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's all these little things. So I go outside and I start meditating. So I started with gratitude because gratitude is a very high vibration. And I really believe in energy and vibration um, and love is the highest vibration. And I've also learned that love is so important. And so one of the things that I discovered is that unless you love yourself, it's actually difficult to move forward. Okay. And if you listen to people, how do they talk about themselves? Oh, mm -hmm. I'm so silly. I'm so stupid. Oh, I make this, all these stupid mistakes. People are constantly putting themselves down and they, they think it's okay. And it's, you know, it's like in a joke. But words have creative power. And the subconscious mind doesn't Absorbs know the difference between what's real or yeah. what's a fabrication. Exactly. It just believes the words that are being said. Exactly, mm. exactly. And so I, um, what I did one morning, I was sitting down with my journal on my balcony and I was pondering about this whole aspect of love and loving myself because I don't think most people, I don't think we're taught to love ourselves, you know? I agree. Um, it's like you've got to love your neighbor as you love yourself, but I don't care about that, but I've got to love my neighbor. But unless you love yourself, you can't. It starts with that. It starts with that, yeah. So I sat down 
and I started, I started writing, if I love myself, or when I love myself, then la 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 la, and it just kept on flowing. It was like 15 pages almost of so just in stuff. there waiting to come out. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. So I suddenly was so overwhelmed. And I thought, but this is key. So it's to, to, to love yourself, to love yourself as you are, because you are beautiful. You are amazing. You are lovely. And to 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 recognize the self-sabotaging belief systems, those thoughts that pop up. And believe me, they like to come in every so often and say, yeah, well, how do you think that's going to happen? You know, how do you think that's going to start? And especially when it comes to our dreams. Mm-hmm. Because I've realized, hey, listen, we can dream as big as we want to because we can be do and have everything that we desire it is all out there i just need to connect with it Uh by getting that elevated emotion and feeling that and and it expands out of your heart about i think 10 feet out of you and when you get that elevated emotion it raises your vibration tremendously and you connect to what is out there? And it, it's like you, you're floating on a cloud because no matter when something bad happens, you can control it, you can recognize it immediately. And it's not such, when these you know, damaging things happen, it doesn't seem like it's such a catastrophe. No. When your mindset is in a yes. way that, okay, this, this yeah. may be challenging right now, but yeah. there's always a way around that, rather than exactly. the wall yeah. and not being able to break through. Exactly. Because there's always a solution. Always. And I find that also... You know, when you're in that mindset and you tap into that, you call it universal energy or whatever yeah. the energy is, you set the intention. Yeah. And without, you know, really understanding why, these things, it's like a magnet. Yeah. You know, you set the intention and it comes to you. And I think that's the magic of, you know, working with these energies and understanding yeah. the mind and how the yeah. mind operates and how the mind works. Yeah. And I, it's beautiful. It is. It's, it's really marvelous. And I truly marvel the more i read and the more i study about the the mind and the brain and how our thoughts affect our bodies i just marvel and i think wow we are truly fearfully and wonderfully created Mm -hmm. and if everyone can tap into who they really are the world is going to be a different place because we've all got different gifts And if you can understand that, then then this whole thing of, well, I'm jealous because that one is doing this or that one is creating that. And, you know, what about me? Everyone that brings down your vibration. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And if you understand that the, that there's greatness and genius within you and that you can be, do and have anything and these wild dreams that you have, who placed them there? God did in the beginning because mm-hmm. he says, I know you can do all of this. Yes. And if we all flow in our gifting. We're serving humanity. We're serving the people that we are connected with. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine how that is going to change the atmosphere, the energy of wherever we move around? Exactly. And I think, like you said, you know, it all starts during those primitive years. So, you know, when I was at school, we never, I mean, nobody ever talked about the subconscious mind or the, it just wasn't, it wasn't something that, you know, was a topic. Mm -hmm. Now, what's refreshing to hear is that they are bringing this into schools. So in, um, when the two boys, because we lived in Thailand, as you know, before, they used to do mindfulness every morning for 10 minutes, which was, which was just beautiful. So mindfulness would literally be a 10 minute meditation. Now it could be a guided meditation from the teacher. It could be something that they would listen to, you know, on YouTube or a podcast or they would teach these children just to sit in silence yeah 
And it was, you know, the little ones, the sort of six, seven and eight year olds would sit there in the position with their eyes closed, kind of like looking at each other and spying and seeing yeah. who's, you know, who's concentrating, who's not. But it was just about, you know, teaching, teaching the kids to be within themselves mm. and to listen to their own mind. Mm. Now, mindfulness, I didn't hear about mindfulness till no, I was in my neither. 20s. Never heard of the word until the past couple of years, really. Right. You so know? hopefully, you know, as, as the younger generation come through, mm. you know, these topics are becoming more and more popular. And I think schools are identifying, especially, you know, during the later years when they're going through their exams and there's so mm. much stress, mm. you know, looking at meditation and looking mm. at mindfulness mm. and just dealing with those feelings mm. and those thoughts and those emotions. It's very important. One of the things that I think is really crucial for every person, and I, I like to do this daily, is to, to start my day with a meditation. Um, either I'll be listening to something or I will just lie on my bed or sit on my couch and just be start saying, you know, speaking things that I'm so grateful for and start focusing on all of those things and then setting the intention of what I, how I see my day. And um, right now I've got a wonderful dream that I'm pursuing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I get this elevated emotion for what is going to unfold for me and the how the how it's going to unfold, I don't know. And that's not important. And you don't need to know. I don't need to know, but it's the, the, the no, it's like I'm already there mm -hmm. physic, uh, in my mind. Physically, I'm still here. And, um, and I'm loving that. But I, I mentioned something earlier about the unknown. Because we've been sort of um, brainwashed that the unknown is like the scary place. Um, you know, and you can't do anything unless you know what the outcome is going to be. Mm. But to fall in love with the unknown means that the stuff that you don't know and the stuff that you desire and the things that you dream to have, be, do, etc., it's all out there. And so to stand outside on my balcony, put my arms in the air and to say, it's all there and I love the unknown. And I'm so excited to see how is it going to unfold. And that's where the magic lies in the end. And I think exactly. And that's where, you know, you, I, I mean, I talk to business owners, you know, um, employees every day. And they, it's a very common sort of concern that they say, I'm not living my passion. Mm. However, I'm comfortable. And you went through this when you were marketing, sales yeah. marketing manager. Because you go from a situation, and I went through this in corporate too. I mean, I was mm. in corporate before, you know, we set up our own business. So you go from this transition where you have, you have your safety net. Mm. You have your salary, mm. you know, you can close the door at the end of the day and you don't have to take the stresses mm. home. And I think the general consensus is that, okay, I'll start my own business so I can work when I want, mm. I can relax when I want, I'll go on vacation when I want. I've never worked as hard in my life <laughs> as I did when I started my own business. Because as soon as you close the door, that's when the rest starts, the marketing, the accounts, the, mm. you know, the salaries, the everything. So. Mm. How did you deal with that transition? Because there are so many people out there that really want to go mm. from the safety net mm. to the unknown, but they have so many fears and you know, they're so yeah. afraid of taking that leap yeah. from one to the other. And how have you, sort of how, how has your life changed from going from where you were mm. to now living your dream and your passion? Yeah. Angie, it's, it, it was a transition because... Um, By the I, way, you're the only person in the world, apart from my brother, that calls me Angie. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are, oh, but you, make on, you, you can. <laughs> um, is that while I was working for a salary, I, mean, I think I've always been a rebel at heart, number one. Mm -hmm. Deep down, I've always felt like I don't want to... I don't like following the stream. 
I like to do my own thing. I've always had that. And so over the years, when I was still married originally, I would do lots of other, I'd have small businesses along the way. So I've, uh, I've had an entrepreneurial spirit all along the way. And then when I was working for the corporate world, the hotel industry, um, I really loved it. I loved the hospitality. I felt that that was like my, my baby. But then you get all of these, you know, other things that are start ha that start happening, and I felt that my soul was unhappy. What I have learned over the past couple of years is that you have to do what makes your soul happy. But because we've been brainwashed that you must have the security of a salary, mm -hmm. because once you have a salary, I mean, even if you hate your job and it sucks going to work every day, but at least you've got the money. I think it's killing your soul, and people are doing this. And they feel that this is the only way. So for me, I would, I would say the following is that you've got to follow your heart. Listen to your heart because your soul knows what you should be doing. Your soul is, is the inside of you, the real you, the one that's uncontaminated, the one that knows where you should be, what you should be doing. And if you start listening to your soul, then you, you, you'll realize, okay, I can start following this voice. And once you've made a decision, things fall, fall into place. So once you make the decision, hey, I want to do my own thing. Okay, if you've saved money, that's great, that's wonderful. I didn't have any of that. So for me, there were days where it's like, I got money, other days there's no money. I got money, there's no money. I got money, there's no money. So that was, it was tough at times. I can tell you, it really was. Plus, I had a disadvantage that I had a self-sabotaging belief system about finances. I remember. Yeah, and it took me donkey's years to find out what the heck was this? Why is it? My, the rest of my life, everything, all aspects of my life are fabulous, except this one area. What is it? And it took a long time to get to it. And once I recognized it was a self-sabotaging belief system from my childhood days, mm -hmm. it changed everything. Those phrases, money doesn't grow on trees. Money Where must I get the money from? Money we don't so have it. Money is so evil. Yeah, you know, subconscious, yes. And once I realized that, it was like, what? Now I know. And so it's been an incredible journey to to realize that and then to work through that. So from from being panic-stricken where there's no money in my bank account to, well, if there's nothing there now, I mean, money's going to come in because money is all around and it's energy it's it is energy. energy yes so the fearfulness about what happens you know i don't have money that disappeared and that to me was a massive massive thing so i have learned to fall i've, I've fallen in love with money in the sense that i recognize what it is i don't get anxious about it anymore whether i have or i don't have mm -hmm. because i know it is all out there and this year in particular has been really good because I've been able to cover all my expenses by myself. Which, in this current climate, being a wedding yeah. celebrant, when... Came to a dead end. Literally, I guess, overnight, <laughs> your yeah. business went from flourishing, yes, because to... you were, you were having calls from South Africa, from, from Europe, yeah. you know, can you fly in, yeah. can you do this wedding for us? So literally, you've gone from you know, having incoming calls for yeah. your beautiful services to zero. Exactly. No gatherings, no yeah. weddings, no public places. Yeah. And how, how did you deal with that? Well, uh, when it happened the first time last year, because I had loads of weddings lined up, and then the COVID thing happened, and it was the one call after the other, the one postponement, cancellation, and I thought, oh crap, there goes my, there goes my income. 
And I said to myself, I have two decisions to make. I can do one of two things. Either I can go into panic mode and think, oh crap, what now? Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to do work, personal work, and use this time to grow okay. and to strengthen me as a person and to strengthen my belief systems and to work through this. And so I felt like an observer. Honestly, interesting, interesting. I felt like an observer, especially living on the eighth floor of my building. <laughs> I, I would look out and I, I honestly felt like an observer. I'm observing a total madness that's happening. And it's like I'm in a plane. Incredible. I'm on a plane and I'm, there's a lot of things happening on the inside of me, which really just stirred me. And I was so elated to go through this because I realized this is valuable because there's an incredible life out there. I mean, when things happen, there's always something that you can take from that sure. and then you can build on that. And um, so, so, so it's been an incredible journey for me and to be able to say, I'm not panic-stricken about money anymore. Whether there is or there isn't, it's the same because I know it's going to come in. And that shows, I guess this has been a test of your growth. Had yeah. this situation have happened five years ago before you did the oh, self-work, then... Yeah. But, but also you do, I mean, it's not just the weddings that you do. You also do corporate training. You do yeah. hospitality training. You recently did a training program for Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the training that you offer. Okay, when I was in the hotel industry, we would get trainings done, by, and they would bring in trainers. And it was the, the focus of the training was always about how to uh, generate more income and how to get more clients. That was... The main thrust it was always just about that money and so more clients. how to profit the business yes okay but there was never any attention given to the actual team mm -hmm. and recognizing who they are and focusing on their abilities their giftings their strengths and helping them realize how amazing they are so I have a holistic approach and this is what I did so I have a three-pronged training Okay. And um, so the first session is completely focused on them, helping them understand how amazing they are, that everyone has got greatness and genius within them. Do you know what your strengths are? Do you know what you're really good at? I mean, if you were to write down on a piece of paper, I'm really great at this, 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 people always say this, 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 and this, because suddenly it opens up a world to them because nobody tells them that. True. Nobody tells them that. We had a GM at the time, uh, as I left there was a GM there whose door was always closed, who never came and said hello to us, who never thanked the team for anything, and you felt like... Demotivated. Totally, because yes. what are you doing all this for, mm -hmm. you know? And in fact, hold on here, when I left, I actually worked out how much in... how, how much revenue did I reven uh, did I generate for the hotel, for the hotel over the three years uh -huh. I was stunned it was 24 million dirhams my that I had generated I don't know what the what the rest of the team did I'm sure they did you know even wow. more but I thought that is a, a load of money that was generated by giving myself mm. and being me because sales is about buying from people you like and trust exactly if I like and trust yeah. you I buy from you it's you know, we complicate sales with these sales funnels and this strategy, yeah. but the reality is that if I trust and like yes. you, I'll buy your yeah. products and services. Exactly, buy into you. So with this training that I did, is that I, I, I focused, I um, showed them that they need to understand how amazing they are because once they recognize their value, mm. it changes everything because then whatever it is that they do at the hotel, whatever their position is, now that they know, 
listen, I am truly an amazing person. It changes the way that they do their job. Also, for management to re realize and recognize you've got amazing people in your team. Mm -hmm. And that goes from the guy who cleans, you know, who, who, who shines the, the door handle to the guy who sits in the big office. Because everyone wants to be loved and appreciated. Which goes back to where exactly. we Exactly, yeah. And then from there, then I moved into, you know, how do you, what's the guest experience? Because you want to focus on the guest experience. When the guest arrives at the hotel, the moment they step out of the taxi, Agree completely. The, agree, the, the, the expectation is there. The way that they greet it, that sets the tone immediately. It's going to be great or, or I'm not too sure. And if, if, it, if it is great, if there's mistakes later on, Doesn't it's okay, matter. my emotional bank account is high. Exactly. But if you can't even say hello to me yeah. on greeting, yes. then it's a domino effect. Yeah, yeah. that is the thing. And, and here in Dubai, I mean, there's only one cake and now there's 50 million hotels and everyone wants a slice of the pie. Sure. So how are you going to maintain your guys? Mm -hmm. Not by telling your sales team to you know, increase market share and stuff like that by generating more, more revenue, but value your people and make the guest experience amazing. Agree, 100%. They will come back to you time and time again. Okay. Yes, I agree. It's all about the yeah. people. We had a situation, you know, we just got back from Vegas and we went to this, um, one of the retail stores there and there yeah. was a guy standing at the door. We thought he was security. And as we walked in, he had a big smile, welcome, mm. come on, how can I help you? Oh, this would look great on you. And we built a rapport. He was, yeah. he was genuine. He wasn't trying to sell. Yes. He was genuinely yeah. interested. And while we were inside, um, another shopper came in with a child who would have been maybe 10 or 11. Mm. And um, he said, oh, we've just popped in to see him. I said, oh, are you friends? He said, no, no, no. He served us when my wife was pregnant. And we've been coming, every time we come to Vegas, we come to say hello because he is who he is. Isn't that fantastic? 10, 10 11 years later, they visit the same shop because of the guy that works there. And I think that just sums up customer yeah. services and we don't give enough value you know, to the people. Exactly. And as you said, if you motivate them in the beginning yeah. and you open their receptors, yeah. they will embrace the training. They Absolutely. will go above and beyond. Absolutely. Well, I think we're very blessed here in that you know, service here is is five star mm. for the most part mm. you know they do companies do invest in training they do invest in their people if you go outside of dubai where you know service isn't so mm. important you see the differences mm. we recently got back from a holiday we we, we got off the um the sort of bus into the resort and we just stood waiting nobody came to say hello Oh, Nobody really? greeted. No, and it was really sad. And we sort of said to the manager, you know, it's really a shame because mm. we could have been lifelong guests here. But mm. if you lose us on hello, that's it's it. highly unlikely we'll yeah, come back. Exactly. I did a wedding a few years ago at a five-star hotel in the desert, um, quite a distance away on the other side of Abu Dhabi. It was the first time I was there, and it was the time we had this massive storms that first week in February. So I got to the hotel ample time because. I always like to be the way ahead of time and also because we had the storm on the road. So I walked into the hotel, never been there before, and there was a guy standing there, he had this badge on, which told me, okay, he's, he's working in the hotel. So I went up to him and I said, good afternoon. I said, um, uh, there's a wedding here this afternoon, can you tell me where it is? And he looked at me and he said, yeah, it's over there. Oh. He didn't say good afternoon, welcome, how can I assist you? Nothing. So I said, well, can you take me there because I've never been to your hotel. So he said, yeah, follow me. 
So I'm thinking, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, yes. no, 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 no. So go across to the lo- across the lobby to this particular area, which is called the library. And I said, but there's no setup yet. And he says, there's enough time. Oh my gosh. And he turned around and he walked away. <laughs> and I thought, this is not five star. No. Um, so fr- from that, if somebody would say to me, if a couple would say to me, we're thinking of that hotel. You wouldn't recommend. I would say to them, I wouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. I could re- rather recommend another place in the, in, the, in the desert where you're going to be treated like royalty from the moment you arrive. And it's not just a personal recommendation if somebody asks you. Now we have the power of social media. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, consumer choice now. Mm. Before we go to any hotel, mm. we check TripAdvisor, yeah. we check Booking.com. You know, we, mm. I read the reviews. And not, not that I'm reading just the reviews, I, I also read how the restaurant or the hotel mm. respond to a complaint. That is so important. That is so important. Because we do, you know, it's human error. We get things wrong. Mm. We can't be perfect all of the time. Mm. But how do we deal with somebody saying, you know, I didn't have a good experience. Mm. Mm. Is it a copy and paste? Thank you so much for visiting our hotel. We hope to see you here again yeah. soon. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't help. They don't take their customer service no. seriously. No. And I think, you know, in this day and age, companies have to really, you know, invest mm. in their people, in their online communications, because it's so detrimental to their business. It is. It is. And to, to top it off is that... The, the event side um, team of the hotel, the weather started ch- changing on the Wednesday. The wedding was the Friday afternoon. It was supposed to be outside on a terrace with the magnificent dunes behind it. Oh. So you would think that when the weather starts changing, they would put plan B, C, D, E and F into place. But nothing was done. So when I got to the hotel and got to this place, I called the groom to say, listen, I'm here so you don't, you don't have to worry that I'm still on the road. And I could hear in his voice, his very sounds very stressed. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, we're looking for a space to have the wedding. And I'm thinking, the team should have done that. They should have said, listen, don't worry. We've got everything in place. We've got these options for you, whatever you would like. Because that's what needs to happen. Mm, That's really sad. Yeah. I saw those pictures, by the way. It was a beautiful setting. Mm, mm, Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful, really. So, yeah. so So, it's so important. And... Everything boils down in the end to valuing other people. Mm-hmm. And something that I am now working on, Ange, is um, I'm busy creating a course. Okay. Uh, that I'm focused specifically on women. Oh, interesting. Because I, I feel that women, most women, especially if they're even older, you know, because they've had their kids and stuff and so on, and it's like, okay, what's my purpose now? You know, and society as such doesn't really recognize women in their 50s and 60s as such unless they're in corporate mm-hmm. uh, where they can say I am a CEO or I am a this or whatever but you know your giftings and your skills and your your wisdom that you've gained mm-hmm. and you've got all of this greatness within you I want to awaken that within them I want them to find their fabulousness I love that. that's inside is it life begins at 50 oh absolutely and, 60, and it gets better when you're in your can begin at 70 <laughs> why should we put a cap on exactly. it exactly and I think that's right you know I'm you know I look at my life and you know my 20s and 30s I kind of I thought that I knew everything in my teens yeah then my 20s I was convinced I knew everything then in my 30s I started to realize actually I didn't know anything at all and now that I'm in my 40s I'm like really I have so much to learn yeah so I think you're right you know the wisdom the life you've gone mm-hmm. through raising your kids and there is this sort of stigma where, you know, children leave home, they finish, they set off on their own mm. journey. And then what now for me? You know, I've been at home oh, raising this yeah. family and how do I now ignite this passion that yes. I have? Yeah. 
Amazing. There's so that. much that they that, that everyone has within them. And every you know, every woman is fabulous. Just let's awaken the fabulousness <laughs> and you know, get out there and share with the world your passion and your gifting. That to should make be the, the name of your place. course. Awaken your fabulousness. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> There's your branding done. <laughs> Awesome. Super. I awesome, love that. Awesome, that's, awesome. Really, that's really amazing. I yeah. can't wait to see this new journey oh, unfold. Thanks, my darling. <laughs> so just before we go, the, I'd like to talk about your next journey because, yes. and I'm very sad about this because, you know, you're a very good friend of mine and you're leaving Dubai and it's a story of being in Dubai. It's transient. People come, people yeah. go. But you've been one of my solid friends for so many years. Yeah. So now that you've decided, you know, pastures new and spread your wings, yeah. you're leaving Dubai the plan is around July time. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah, okay. yes. so why? Um, you know what, I've always had it in my life that when a season comes to an end, there's a gradual awareness that something's winding down. And 2019, I started feeling I really am missing seasonal changes. Mm -hmm. I'm missing nature. I'm missing real green, green, green. I'm missing cold weather. I'm missing clouds. I'm missing, you know, cold weather. I'm missing gardens, I'm missing soil. I want to immerse myself in nature. And I've loved living here. I've really had 13 amazing years here. I've really loved living here. And so the awareness started happening that I've, I became aware that there's something else calling me, there's something else calling me. And then I started looking at, okay, where, where will I go to? Where would I like to, to go to that I can still carry on my celebrancy business? And then still do all the other things that I really want to do. But I just wanted a different way of life. And so I made a list of five countries. <laughs> and then I looked at everyone and cost of living and weddings and everything. But when it came to this particular one, my whole soul said, gotta go. That's the one. That was it. And I just knew it. And uh, it was, it's like, that's where I have to be. Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot of research. And um, there's a lot of stuff that I need to do because I have a South African passport, yeah. which is not the greatest. I am not blessed to have a UK passport. <laughs> like well, it's you. not so strong as it used to be now with the Brexit. So. I know, but it's still better than ours. So <laughs> I have to apply for specific types of visas and it involves a lot of things. Uh -huh. But it's a process. And I've, I've also made the decision that whatever I read and it says it can be difficult, blah, blah, blah. I have said to myself, it's a, it's, it's a process. Mm -hmm. The doors are going to open for me. It's going to fall into place and it's going to be an easy process because I believe in ease. Nice. I believe things should happen with ease. Mm -hmm. Why should it always be difficult? We were told it has to be difficult. We were conditioned. We Life were conditioned, yeah. It's a struggle, it's harder, it's a big wide world. Yeah, and that's nonsense there. because if we, if we look at life thinking that Everything should be with ease. So if there's dis-ease, you're not feeling happy with it, it's not, not sitting well with you, that's guiding you. Mm -hmm. So it saves you all the stress and the anxiety and you learn to go with the flow. So right now I'm flowing <laughs> and I'm putting it out there that I know doors are going to open, opportunities are going to open, connections are going to be made. And I'm thinking, I'm so excited to see how this is going to pan out. And what I love is that I remember the last time we met, you said, oh, I'd like to show you a video. And I said, okay, what's the video of? You said, oh, it's my life in Greece. Yeah. And you showed me. <laughs> my mind movie. Your mind movie. Now, we all do mind maps. In fact, here in the office, we have um, 
every member of staff here, they have their vision board. Yeah. So when new staff come to join the company, we say to them, okay, create your vision board. Mm. What is it that you want your life to be? Mm. Why Why do you come to work every day? Yeah. You know, keep that image in mind and you can manifest. So it's a motivating yeah. strategy for them. Um, so, but I've never seen a mind movie. This was, this was very new to me. It's mind movies are fantastic. And I'll mm. tell you why, because they're not static. So um, you can use your own pictures. Mm -hmm. You can write your affirmations. You can choose your music, plus you can add a subliminal um, music track to it as well. So when you're watching your mind movie, you're hearing the music, it's raising your energy. The emotion <laughs> that rises is like, I'm already there. I've made three mind movies. Do you know why I'm laughing? Because the, when, I remember we, when we sat down when you said, okay, I want to start my new business, which is TeresaWeddingCelebrant.com mm -hmm. and Teresa D. Celebrant Instagram. I remember you sat down with me and you said to me, I'm so not technically minded. I just don't know how I'm going to do this because online and digital, it's just not who I am. And now you're creating mind movies, not one, but three mind movies. So how far yeah. you've come, you know, with this whole digital journey too. Yeah, I have. And you know what? I have, I've learned, I've also discovered that when I'm struggling with something that I say to myself, okay, I can do this. I can learn how to. I will have to go and Google how to or watch a how to. The one I'm struggling with at the moment is Canva of all things. <laughs> but I'm determined to get that mastered. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh -huh. But yeah, so mind movies are phenomenal because it elevates the emotion and that's where the magic lies with that elevated sure. emotion. So I can play my mind movie about living in Greece. I can play that in my mind now. I hear the music, I hear the words <laughs> of the song, I see the pictures, I see this, uh, the, the affirmations, and I'm there. Uh -huh. And that changes everything because it's not static. I've always struggled to put a vision board together. Mm -hmm. It's never, I just never gelled with it. You're about movement and Yeah, energy. so I would uh -huh. put up pictures and it's like, yeah. It didn't do anything for me. But the mind movies, I was like, wow. And I've got one out for my soulmate. Oh, I made one for my soulmate. My, you know, I found my soulmate. So I love watching that because I know he's somewhere out there. Of course. And, um, and I visualized a life with this person. And the connectedness and being spiritually aligned and emotionally aligned and just loving being together. Well, I will certainly be at wedding number yes, three. Yes, you will. <laughs> we'll be flying over for that one. You certainly will, Teresa, Angie. it's been, and this is why I wanted you just to come and share with us, because your energy is so infectious. It's so, you never stop smiling. You're such the ultimate optimist. Thanks, my and darling. And I think you're so inspiring for so many people out there. I can't wait to see your training program unfold. And if we can be of any assistance, Thank you know, I'm you. always here to support you. You know, the team will Thanks, support you anything That's we can. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been amazing. So again, it's TeresaWeddingCelebrant.com. Teresa D. WeddingCelebrant.com. Teresa D. Sorry. WeddingCelebrant.com and Teresa D. Celebrant, Celebrant on Instagram. Yeah. Angie, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed spending time with you. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. And I value you as my friend. Likewise. And um, I know we will always be friends no matter what the kilometers are. You and me both, the world is a small place. Absolutely. And let's see this next journey unfold and where it takes us. Yes, time. and let's celebrate life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
To stay updated on the latest episodes, follow me on my social media pages at Angela Sudi Official. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.